This episode of the Small Church Media Podcast is sponsored by Tithely. Tithely lets you set up an online giving platform that is easy to use for your church members and easy for you to manage on the back end. To set up your Tithely account is completely free and with the ability to have your church members cover the giving fees, you can be sure that you do not lose donations every transaction. To learn more about how Tithely can serve your church, head over to smallchurch.media forward slash Tithely or click the link in our show notes. Today, we're continuing the website conversation and talking about advanced things that you can do on your church website. Some of these things take a little bit more ingenuity and maybe a little bit more abilities technically. However, most of these things can be done with just a little bit of elbow grease. You ready to get into this conversation? Let's get it. This is the Small Church Media Podcast with Mark Hyde. Well, what is up, everybody? And welcome to episode 63 of the Small Church Media Podcast. We have been on a journey about how to make your website all it can be. So far in this series, we have talked about different types of website builders and how to choose the right one. We talked about WordPress a little bit and maybe why that is the best option for your church. We talked about the different website visitors and how to serve them. We talked about how to turn your website into the central hub for your church. We're going to lean into that a little bit more today. And then last week has been probably one of my favorite episodes of the Small Church Media Podcast to date because we talked about how to create different visitor pipelines or different visitor funnels on your website. So that way, when people get onto your website, how do you get them to pretty much get to where you want them to go and then not just get them to where you want them to go, but then how to respond out of that. We talked about creating some sort of giveaway on your website, such as a free ebook or downloadable or a series or or whatever you guys want to give away in exchange for your email address. And I hope you actually are spending time doing that. In fact, this is something that I've been challenged by by my own coach. I, I have a business coach, fun fact. And I kind of feel like I'm your business coach for, for church media in some way, shape, or form. But the biggest thing he's been telling me is, Mark, you don't have, or I should say is, Mark, you have made a lot of content over the years for churches, for schools, for businesses, and for blogs. However, you aren't even collecting people's email addresses on your own website. I mean, besides the Small Church Media Podcast one with some sort of free download giveaway. So why are you telling other people to do it and you not do it yourself? So I've been <laughs> I've been working really hard on doing that for my own personal business over at markhide.com. But for churches, this is why I created the free resource library because you might not have realized this, but anytime someone actually downloads something from the free resource library, then I get those email addresses and now I'm able to continually contact those people who have already engaged with the website. And I want to challenge you to do that as well. Well, well, today we're going to be talking about advanced things that you could do on your church website. Now, some of these things, like I said at the top of the episode, it might take a little bit of work for you to do it, technically speaking. Sometimes, like if you have a a church website that's powered by like the Church Co, the Church Co, I think is what it is, or some of these other um, church website builders, you might not be able to do this, some of these things in the exact way that we're going to do it. However, there's always things you can do to kind of make these things work if you just put some elbow grease into it. But before we jump into today's conversation, I want to remind you of the second sponsor for this episode of the Small Church Media Podcast, and that is Sermon Shots. Over the last two months, we have been featuring Sermon Shots a lot here on the podcast because I believe it is the easiest plug-and-play, drag-and-drop builder for you to create 
Instagram Reels, and TikTok-like videos for your church. If you want to repurpose your sermon content in short-form video, rather than just, you know, cut it down an iMovie and upload it, what Sermon Shots lets you do is to put it in like a pretty background behind it or different elements on top of it, include music, include subcaptioning, which is super important, in such a way where as people are going through their Reels or through their TikToks, it's more likely to be viewed because it's in a better design. So head over to smallchurch.com media forward slash sermon shots and use the code SCMP30, Small Church Media Podcast, SCMP30 for 30 days free. Or if you don't remember that code, when you message them, just tell them that Mark sent you and Corey and the team will hook you guys up. So let's jump into the advanced things that you can do on your church website. Now, these are things that we've kind of danced around and skated around a little bit, but I kind of want to at least set a new horizon, a new trajectory with this conversation, because if you can think of where your website could potentially go, maybe this will help you think forward with how can we use digital ministry to grow our church. Now, there are certain things that have to be included on every single website, such as about the church, plan your visit. Um, I believe that your sermon media library also needs to be a valid part. So that's not going to be talked about here today. Um, Your calendar, what are upcoming events? Again, these are things that should already be on the website. Ministries, how to contact the church, where to get directions for the church, how people can get involved in the church. These are all basic building blocks of a church website. And if you don't have these in place, do not move forward with the rest of this conversation. Well, 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 no, no, pause. Um, Listen to it, but then don't implement all the things. But after you put the building blocks into place for your church website, the next step is to think about what can your website be and how can it serve your church? So today I'm talking about some things that you can do to create uh, not more hype around your website, but actually pour into your people a little bit more, and then some other technical things about how you can make user experience better on your website. So these are in no particular order. It's not like three steps or four points or whatever. These are just honest thoughts that I have had about what are uh, advanced ways, advanced things you can do on your church website to take it to the next level. The first thing we're going to talk about is courses and training on your church website. You know, a while back, we talked about and asked the question of, is podcasting the new Sunday school for churches, to which I flat out say yes. And I've talked with a lot of pastors, just so you guys know, of pastors of big churches and people who have created departments and serve these big churches. And apparently this idea has never even crossed their minds and their own brains are being blown by the fact of, oh, maybe we need to do podcasting as well. So I want to challenge you as a small church. Maybe you should lean back into that podcasting a little bit as a new ministry for that. But having courses and different training modules and blocks on your website kind of takes that idea to the next level. So in the same way that podcasting can be the new Sunday school, courses and training can also be a new version of Sunday school for your church. So think about it this way, all right? Whenever we had Bible studies, I'm going to think about my church specifically. We had different types of Bible studies, okay? We had Sunday school, which was more theology and teaching-based, unless you were with me in the student ministry and there's a lot of apologetics. Um, But then we had Sunday night ministries where we had
had um, the seven marks of a Christian. We did that one. We had other ones where it's how to share your faith and be a good neighbor. But then on Wednesday, a lot of that more so is actually courses on how to grow in your faith or what to do with your faith. Now, the problem is in today's culture is getting people to come back into the church to just simply learn new things is getting harder and harder as family schedules are getting busier and busier. So why not start creating courses on your website to help just replace those things. Now, a lot of times, yes, we want people to get connected with one another, but if we're just thinking, what can we do to teach and train our people in various areas so that way they could maybe share their faith better, understand their faith better, or just learn some new trades, why not start putting courses and training on your website? Think about this as kind of like next step seminars for your church, all right? Because for our church, whenever you want to get involved with the church, you take a next step seminar and it's like a three-hour course on a Sunday afternoon. What would happen if you could replace some of those building block elements and put those into courses on your website? where when people log in, or maybe, now the best thing with courses, kind of what we have in the Small Church Media Podcast is when someone creates an account, then they're able to access the course and check off the little boxes and whatnot. And that's the best way to do courses because it lets people track their progress and it lets me, just so you know, as the teacher, track your progress as well. I would challenge you to do that for your website where you don't have to make it free. And if you had a WordPress website, I could build all, not not build it for you for free, but I can point you in the right directions where you can use free plugins and then build your entire course around that. But what would happen if you started doing these training type modules and apologetic studies and Bible studies and how to share your faith as courses for your church and then also bring a school aspect into it or maybe you have all these different modules and you wanna help see your church people, quote unquote, graduate with a certificate and you can make it all done completely on online. Now, the question is, is then how do you do this? We'll talk about how you do it and then how you can set this up on your website if you don't have a course builder like what we have here in the Small Church Media Podcast. Here's how you can do these types of courses and training, all right? Option one is you can go big where you have the camera, you have the audio, and it's kind of more like when you purchase a course from whoever you're purchasing a course from or you're watching YouTube tutorials and it's their face on the camera talking, interacting, and you can definitely do this for your yourself to create the courses. Or the other thing that you can do, which fun fact, my coach does this. Um, I've done a lot of other seminars and other courses that were free or pay that they did this as well. But you could do a seminar PowerPoint style where you simply record your screen and then you doing an audio voiceover of that. Now, I firmly believe that if your face is on the screen, it'll be a lot more engaging. So you can use websites like loom.com to record your screen, but also take your webcam footage and stick it in the bottom left or bottom right-hand side of the screen so people can also see your face as you're educating. And when you do the seminar style, it takes a lot less work on the back end rather than having to do all these cut screens and, and check for lighting and all these other different elements. But either way, when you're trying to think through courses and training modules that you already do as a church or what you can offer as a church, all you need to do is create a script, create a PowerPoint, record your screen, have some great audio, and then put those into different steps along the way, and then put those on your website for people to go through. Now, if you do not use a learning course module, every single website builder I have ever seen lets you you do something called a private 
page. So if you don't want to use a course builder or that's just too much work or too much technical aspects and you simply just want to create a simple page where it's just video one, video two, video three, video four, then at the end say, hey, click here when you're completed with everything and then we'll we'll get in touch with you. All you need to do is create a single different page on your website, all right, and put a password protection layer to that website. And then what you can do is on your website, you could literally say, hey, sign up for this course and then they'll put their name and their email address in there. They'll receive an email back with that specific password to that specific course. And then from there, they're able to go through the course. And when you upload your videos, you can upload them to YouTube, mark them as unlisted, and then embed those onto the website. Now, I might have just fire hosed you really, really bad. So let me re-break it down. So basically, you have to create videos for these, these, these courses, which whether you could do a video, which is what I used to do here for the Small Should Media Podcast, but I love the audio platform more than video, or just go seminar style where you're recording your screen and going through PowerPoints. Then after you create those videos, you'll upload them to YouTube, mark them as unlisted and put a title there. Then you will create one page on your website and put each one of those videos in order so people to watch and follow along and then make that page private where it is password protected. Now, you could do this where you have all your courses on one page and it's one password, but I recommend every single course or training module that you create for your website has a separate password for that individual course. This way, even if you have people who necessarily are not a part of your church, they can still access these trainees where if they fill in their name and then their you know name and then email or whatever, and then you can have a checkbox where it says, are you a member of our church or not? That gives you another way that you can follow up with these people because they might be believers in other places or based on what type of course or lesson you're teaching, maybe where it's like, hey, here's the five proofs of the resurrection. You can then start collecting people's email addresses by making them say, hey, you need the password to log in. Here's how you get to it. And just like that, not only have you created resources to help grow your church, but also reach out to new people. So the next step that you can take with making your website be an absolute powerful digital ministry machine is to start creating courses and training modules and putting those on the website for your church people to find. Another advanced thing that you can do on your website is to add an announcement bar to the website for having different calls of actions. Now, a lot of times, different website builders will have these uh, for lack of, I mean, it's, it's an announcement bar. Some people call it marketing bar or whatever. But I know like if you have a Squarespace website and you have not a personal plan, but the business plan, it gives you that little bar across the top of your website. There's different plugins that you can do if you're on WordPress. And like if you hire me to build out your website, I always create the announcement bar feature where you can just type in something really fast and boom, there's an announcement bar across the top. But if you're not sure how to do this for your website, or if your website maybe does not do this, if you're on Wix or Weebly, or you're just you're just not even sure how to do it, you can get a free plugin from Nucleus.Church where Brady Shear with Pro Churchills has created what he calls the next step launcher, where you can have a little button on the bottom right-hand side, click it up, and it literally says, hey, where do you want to take your next step? And it helps people navigate your website quickly. That's a super dope feature as well. And you can look into that as well. But I want to lean harder into the announcement bar to your website because here's why. Anytime you tell your church people to respond in a certain way or to do something based on a church announcement or a sermon, 
All you had to now say is, hey, just go to the website and click the button at the top of the screen because there's an announcement bar up there. So case in point, all right, if you're telling people to sign up for a mission strip or, hey, we're doing something new for the student ministry, and you can tell people, hey, you can go to the website and then click through and find all the different things or VBS or the Christmas service or whatever. You can say, hey, you can click these tabs and get there. But what would happen if you just said, hey, we have a new mission strip coming up, but you have to be involved with the upcoming training, which you could also do your trainings via courses and workshops as well. Kind of fun fact there. But you say, hey, we have a new course, we have a new training coming up. You have to register in order to go. Just go to the website and click the button at the top of your screen. Boom, that's it. Or let's say you're having a church potluck and you're trying to collect signups for different people to bring different items to the church potluck. We Baptists, this is just what we do. You know, there's an amazing tool out there called Sign Up Genius. And I use this all the time when, when I was coaching soccer for people to sign up for snacks. But you could use a sign up, just signupgenius.com and create a sign up form for people to, and then you create all the categories for size, main courses, drinks, whatever. And people can just plug their name in in order to do that. But the thing is, is if you create one of those, you cannot put that and embed that into your website unless you pay for a premium subscription from Sign Up Genius. So what you could do instead is still create the Sign Up Genius, put all the categories in, and then use that announcement bar and have it say, sign up for what you're bringing to the potluck, and then with the button for sign up or learn more or register, and then that link takes you off of the church website to the sign up form. Announcement bars are the single, in my opinion, most powerful next step tool that you could have on your website. Because if you have any any single announcement that is that you want people to respond to and respond to quickly, this is the easiest way to do it. Now, if you have an announcement bar, you should not use that to watch live. You should not use that to set up giving. This is for when you want people to take a very particular and a very specific step, or if you want to advertise a very specific event. So use the announcement bar sparingly. If you want to, if you don't know how to put one of these on your website, feel free to reach out to me and I will help you with that based on what website you have. Or you can check out the free tool by clicking the, the, the link in our show notes from nucleus.church to see their free church website plugins where they show you how to log in, create an account, and put that onto your website. Now, another advanced thing that you can do on your website that kind of leans into the first one, but this this is, uh, you can have a one-stop shop to start serving for your church. Because in our church, we have so many different places where people can get involved and start serving in your church. And every single church has a flow and an order by which you need to do in order to be able to serve in the church. Because based on what the church is, different roles in the church require different things. For example, there are certain churches where you do not need to be a member of the church in order to serve in this way, such as greeters and door holders and shoveling snow and stuff like that. However, there are other things in the church where you need to at least be a member of a church. You also might need to do a background check. You might also need to do some supplemental training as well. Like for our church, if you want to work in the children's ministry department, you have to be a member, no questions asked. If you are not a member and you're just floating around here in Awana, we will ask, and you're not just a parent, you're just an adult, we don't know really what you're doing or going, you're saying, hey, I'm just here to serve, and you're not a member, that's step one. And we will say, no, you cannot. The second thing you have to do, though, is you have to pass the background check. And then the third thing you need to do is you have to go through the children's protection policy. Now, we would do this in person all the time, but I always was challenging our children ministry staff of, can't we do this via video to help people start serving more efficiently and also more quickly? 
So if you have different areas in, in your church where you can serve, you should create a start serving page on your website where you list the various different positions where people can serve in the church. Second, what's required of each one of those positions. Third, what the order of the process is going to be. And then fourth, put as much information as you can on the website to get people to get ready to serve ASAP. I heard about a church one time where they did this whole course idea model, but didn't just do it for education. However, they did it for their serving modules. And whenever someone wanted to start serving, they had to watch an introductory video about what serving in the church is all about. And then based on what area of service that they were going to do, whether it's children, students, whatever, they then had other steps that they were going to follow in terms of, okay, now you're going to watch this video. Now you're going to watch this video. And then they were able to actually track their progress. And by the time they got to the end, now they were ready to jump in and start serving. Now, generally speaking, when we have small churches, a lot of this is more of you have to meet with the youth pastor or the lead pastor or worship volunteer leader pastor or whoever, whatever titles people have. You got to meet with them in order to take that final step. However, if you can tell people, hey, I want to start serving, you're like, great. Here's the next steps for you. Go to our website, go to the service page, and you can see the different areas you want to serve in the fill in, in the forms that you need to fill out for us to be able to take those next steps. Take it off paper, put it all online. And then for you as a pastor, you have to be audacious about constantly telling people, this is the order. This is the process. Here's how we are going to do it. And then, for example, if you have the announcement bar going on your website and you're challenging people, hey, we need you to step up and serve in this way, like VBS, you could simply put that announcement bar on the website and then take them off to that serving page for them to quickly. It it could be as simple as, hey, just put in your name and your email to get service and then tell us where you want to serve so that way it's all in one place online and we don't lose it. You can create a one-stop shop for starting to serve in your church, both to get people to sign up for different events or for different ministries, and then also to train and then also further equipping of those volunteers right there on the website. Now, here's the last thing that I have for us today because we can go for forever on random different things that we can do, but here's something where maybe you've never thought of this before, but growing up, our church always had a bookstore. You know, like you would literally go in where you could buy journals and you could buy Bibles and you can buy books and CDs and wristbands and all these different little things. And our church church bookstore was a very... Uh, prideful is not the right word, but the church took great pride in their bookstore. You know, now that we are moving to completely online, my question now is, can we create a a fake storefront on your website where you can list various resources? Now, you could do this in one or two ways where I don't say a fake storefront, but you could put an actual, like a WooCommerce on your WordPress or whatever other storefront capabilities you have based on your website builder. Create a store on your website where if you have a church bookstore, or you say, hey, we're going to start having a bookstore online. You can purchase all of your books completely online, and then we will have it ready to go for you. So when you get here on Sunday, you can pick up whatever you ordered from the desk. And then you could use the online website as such a way to view inventory and stock and all these different things where you literally have an online store where you don't ship anything out. People have to purchase the things on the website and then pick it up right there in church. And you can do this as such as things for just books and Bibles and resources resources and whatever, because again, you control what goes in the store and how much things cost and how people pick it up. But you can also do this for upcoming Bible studies and other things that you have going on. For example, I'm right now in a class at our church called Power for Living Academy, where for the next six months, we're studying the gospels. And then by the end, 
it's, I mean, it's literally a Bible college level course for this, where it's once, once a month, every month we go through different books and set up and all these different things. But I had to pay the $10 fee to get my, my, my materials for that class. And our church did it all online through their event. Uh, what was it through? Their event form through planning center. So you could have events and take you know money right there based on your event and how you use your church management software. Or what the church could have done is put in a storefront and say, hey, if you're a part of this, here's the link for you to purchase the item. And then it goes into the store and then you sell it and then all these different things. Or the other option that you could do, and I would recommend doing this more for you guys specifically as a small church, is to create a storefront feel, but every time you send people to purchase the item, you're now sending them over to Amazon or Christian Book or wherever you want people to buy your resources. The really cool thing with Amazon is they have like Amazon Smile accounts where it's people basically log in and they every time they purchase something, it goes back to your store. I challenge you to look into that. Or this is something you could also do is set up affiliate links for your church. Now, this is nothing to be ashamed about. And this is something that I don't want you to think is a Ponzi scheme for your church just to make money. But if you are going to be sending people to Amazon to purchase different Bibles and Bible studies and resources that your church recommends, you might as well get a little kickback from it and then tell your church this. We say, hey, if you purchase anything from our bookstore, we actually get a little kickback back from Amazon. And so that's just a great way to push it where the fact of, yes, you can order your things off Amazon, but if you purchase it through our storefront, we get some money back. So it's kind of a, a win-win for everybody. But you can create a, a storefront. And, and I'll, I'll put a link for this. Um, there's a blog that I recently created called myairfryerkitchen.com. She was an affiliate for Amazon. She wanted to create a store-looking thing on her website where you can buy different like air fryer air fryers or accessories or whatever. You click on a link, it takes you to Amazon. It's her affiliate link. So now anytime someone purchases that, she gets a kickback for her business. You could do the exact same thing for your church. So you can set up a real storefront on your website where you are selling resources that your church offers in your quote unquote digital store. And then people, and then you just have a, you know, a stockpile in like one of the closets and you just pull it out, put it in a bag, put people's name on it. They can pick it from the welcome center, or you can just set it up where you have affiliate links from Amazon or just screw it. Don't have affiliate links. Just send people to Amazon where you can then now starting to cater resources say, Hey, here's books, Bibles, and other materials that we recommend for you to use in our church. Because I know for us specifically and within our denominations, we all have different beliefs and that we all have different teachers and books and Bible studies where we're like, I don't want our people necessarily interacting with those. Not trying to get political, it's just a fact. And you know it's true as well. So this is a way for you to create a resource library on your website to now send people out to purchase things for that. So we talked right now about uh, four different advanced things that you can do on your church website. And here's the fun thing with all these different things, all right? If you have decided to create the hub for your church members, you can put three of these inside of the hub. The training courses, the one-stop shop for serving, and then the storefront are all different elements that you need to create on your website. The announcement bar, though, is just to serve people who are on your website and currently are trying to navigate your website. But if you create this hub for your for your church members where you have links to the bulletins and connect cards and email signups, you could also have one there for start serving or you know different forms that you have for the church. Hey, here's our church, quote unquote, Amazon storefront where then they can find different resources. Like, hey, you wanna get involved with this training module? Here's the button that you can click. If you have a central hub for your church, the one-stop shop for all your church members, you can put all these things inside of that church hub or 
honest to goodness, you can just creatively build these into the website. But here's the deal with this conversation, okay? If you do none of these, you will be okay because these are all advanced things for your website. However, this announcement bar thing, I think if you don't have one yet, you need to start using one at least to start pushing different events in your church, such as your Easter services, your Christmas services, and whatever big other community outreach pushes that you do. At least get the announcement bar on your website. Look at your website host, your website builder, see if they offer that. If not, click the link in our show notes for nucleus.church to learn about their free next uh uh, what do they call it again? The the next step, uh, I, I, don't, I don't remember what, what, what they call it, but basically you can get a free plugin for your website where you can have this announcement bar. But if you're looking to the future of what can your website be and what how could it further serve your church, you can create training and course modules on your website. You can create a serving platform on your website, on your website to not only just tell people about what's going on, but get them to sign up and then train them right there on the website. And then you can also create the resource library on your website to start sending people out so that that they can view the resources that are going on. Now, generally speaking, I don't like to plug myself here on the podcast because this whole podcast is to serve you guys. But I do just want to say, if you've thought about, is your church website up to snuff? And is your church website correctly serving your people? And you have a lot of different missing things on your website. I am a website developer that does build church websites. So if you would love to know more about what it would look like for me to create a church website and solve a lot of problems that you're having at the church, such as your sermon media library plugins, your your calendar integrations, setting up learning modules, starting your podcast, having links to, to watch videos live and all these different things, I would love to talk to you. So either through the Small Church Media Podcast website or email, you can contact me there or just through my actual business website, Mark with a C, markhide.com. Hit me up in the contact and I would love to talk with you more about what we can do to take your church website to the next level. Well, guys, that's the end of another episode here in the Small Church Media Podcast. Remember, you can find the show notes for this episode and all the other ones over at smallchurch.media, where you can also access the free resource library for free things for your church, plus the free course that we have for you guys about how you can use Canva to make church sermon graphics for completely free using Canva free, using free elements for your church. So head over to smallchurch.media right now. There you can find links to Tidely. You can also find links to Sermon Shots, both of our sponsors here in the Small Church Media Podcast. And see so many other episodes that we have created to help you guys as churches grow the faith of your congregation and reach outside your four walls. But guys, we are not done with this website conversation series yet. Come back next week where we're going to wrap everything up. We're going to put a pretty bow on it and talk about the best website practices that you need to do for your website for it to be effective. So come back next week, same time, and we'll wrap up this conversation. So until then, I trust you have a great week. Share this episode with a friend, rate and review it, and we'll see you next time on the Small Church Media Podcast. The Small Church Media Podcast is a part of Mark Hyde Creative.